there is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in To the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Psalm 46 in the ESV. Well, hello and welcome yet again to another Balm and Gilead podcast. I am co-host number three of three uh, here sitting across the, it's not really across the country, uh, up the river and over a spell. I don't know, to grandmother's house we go. No, to Brian, to Brian's house we go up in in the cold white north of... Missouri. Uh, it's not that cold there, is it? We're on like the same latitude. Not you and I. No way. I guess, yeah, I guess you're in the same latitude as Arkansas. I'm like, we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're like, I'm really Arkansas bad at geography. Weather. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe is four hours. <laughs> I about died. <laughs> We've had this conversation this week. Um, yeah, I may be like, I don't know. I'm not that far north to you. I'm like only, I don't know. You're you're like on the level where Omaha was. You, I, I mean, I would expect you that that you're having some cooler weather. Today I'm was like, nice. It was a little bit cooler for us. Um, uh, where it's cool enough to the fact where we made bread bowls and had my wife's delicious chicken and wild rice soup. So, if that gives that an indication. Good. Yep. We'll have to make it for you next time. Uh, good. It's pretty tasty. 
conspicuously absent is our warm weather friend in Georgia, uh, Justin, who, uh, well, they've been honestly having a little bit of a rough go for it. So if you want to keep them in your prayers, that'd be good. Um, but we hope to see him back real soon, maybe even as soon as our next episode. So we'll see. Which who knows when that will be. Um, We've been like (laughs) taking it easy. I mean, look, yeah, it's a busy time of year for everybody. Oddly enough, Justin was able to record last week where my voice completely went gone. Like I went, I went to, uh, I went to game night at the Seahorns. Um, yeah. And, when I, was, I when I went, by the way. yeah, when I, when I arrived, my voice was a little bit raspy, maybe this raspy, not, not too bad. Not, not bad enough to where I'd cancel right. by the end of the night. It was like this. I was like, no, no way. <laughs> and, uh, slowly as the week has gone by, I have, I've gotten it back, um, to where now I am just slightly less raspy than I was before game night at game night with the Seahorns. Um, the Greenfields also were there. So I got to spend nice. last Saturday hanging out with the Seahorns in the Greenfields. And then tonight, we we're actually getting a little bit of a late start because we had the Watsons over. So sweet. Um, lots, of, lots of old friends, listeners of the yeah. show. Uh, lots of fun fellowship. So that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, we actually just got back in town from visiting my wife's folks and uh, going up. Kansas City area. Uh, we also met some friends. Every year we get together. Uh, they live in Iowa now. We're in Oklahoma now, but we used to all be in Omaha, so it was a little bit easier. But we always make a, a trip of going out to see uh, Santa at the at the Bass Pro Shop. Are you aware of this fun tradition? Yeah. Um, get your free I photo. Am, yeah, I'm aware yeah, of Santa going to retail stores to get photos taken, and I'm aware of Bass Pro Shop, so I'm not surprised that there's a Santa <laughs> at a Bass Pro Shop. But does he wear camo? Yeah, no, he does not. No. But it's they usually they do a real nice job of it. You know, they got they got all kinds of they 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 set aside the boat wing uh, for Santa Claus and uh, not really any elves, but they give you a free photo. And when we nice. started doing this, you know, we had real young kids and now our kids are, well, much older now. And, uh, but it's still a, kind of a fun thing. And yeah, the kids smile for their picture, which is a lot better than screaming in fear, uh, which has happened. Uh, but then we always go out for dinner. Well, this year, uh, we actually had the opportunity to go to the Great Wolf Lodge up there and we spent uh, some time with them. What a wonderful time. We just really had uh, so much fun. Uh, so definitely lots of friends and fellowship and all that good stuff. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so anything, anything big happened in the last three <laughs> weeks since, uh, well, I followed in your show. footsteps and just got quit my job. I mean, I currently, as we record this, I do not have a, I have a job at all. That's fun. And, uh, but that's it's okay fun when it's on your terms. New one Monday. <laughs> yeah. On your terms. That's always good. Um, it was. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday I subbed for physics at a, at a private school here, which uh-huh. I also subbed Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Monday. So I had a full wow. week subbing in the yeah. same classroom, which that, 
that fulfills one of three um, specific uh, requirements for uh, logging your hours uh, to get certified to teach in Missouri. So I have passed test number one. I have logged my hours and I am scheduled for test number two uh, mid, mid next month. And I, I did pretty well on some practice tests. So I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. That's so, awesome, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, I'm, I'm completely drained. I'm like completely like wiped out from like, as I mentioned last Saturday, I lost my voice and I mm-hmm. skipped church on Sunday because I was, I felt really bad and I couldn't breathe and I was choking, but I don't have COVID. Trust me. It's not that. It's oh, just sinus infection. It's, it yeah. was a sinus infection. Um, Cause it's in my ear. Uh-huh. It's weird. It's not like an yeah. ear infection. I can just feel fluid. It's really oh, yeah. bizarre, but it was, it was, you know, the, you know, when you wake up and you blow your nose and it's all brown. And that's lovely taste it yeah <laughs> that's that's what i had so. well yeah that's that's good yeah i know um we've definitely we've had a friend we've been praying for who's uh been real bad off with covid but um she uh seems to have turned a corner uh which is very good um but otherwise um it's this sort of pointing and looking at all the uh foolish precautions that people seem to be taking for especially the Omicron variant, which um, from all uh, reports is something like a slight sniffle, uh, which seems to be nature's vaccine. I don't know. I've heard it called that. Uh, do you have a Do you have a take on that? Well, I <clears throat> I've had the regular COVID and I've had the Delta COVID, so I imagine I'm going to get Omicron at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my take complete the circle. Take, yeah, my my take is this. I uh you know, I, I I used to work at Chick-fil-A and I still can work there from time to time. I feel like it on my terms. Sweet. But um for, you know, a solid year and a half, I probably came in contact with people with COVID every day because people still want to go eat their chicken even if they're sick. And if what I understand, going and eating chicken is good when you're sick, right? That's what you're supposed to do. At least, you know, get the broth. I've heard it said. Yeah. I've heard it said. So, I mean, we had people that were like, yeah, I know I've got COVID, but I'm, I've got to get my Chick-fil-A. It's like, wow. why would you tell me that you have COVID? So. Call for delivery. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I know that I came in contact with people with COVID day in, day out. Um, and every little bit helps your immune system. That's what it's there for. And so when I finally did get COVID, two days before we signed for her house and I was like, I'm not going to go get tested. Um, I, you know, it, I had no symptoms. I had one, I had one symptom. And so it was enough to where I didn't know if I even had it. I didn't mm-hmm. go get tested, but then two days later, uh, my wife lost her, her sense of taste and smell. So I was no. like, yeah, it was probably, it was probably COVID. Um, Delta. I, I didn't even find out about Delta until after I recovered. Um, oh, wow. And, and I found out about Delta and I read the, all the symptoms. And I was like, that's what I just had. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's if when I, when I get Omicron, I'm going to probably take a day off 
and then be fine because it's, it's not, I'm not worried. Well, I, I guess what we can say then is we here at the Balm Gilead strongly encourage uh, you all to stay home when you're sick. Uh, when and you're wash sick. your hands and wash yes. your hands when you're sick. And then when you recover, go back into the workforce, but actually w- wash your hands. Even if you're not sick, yeah, I would just hands. recommend hand washing after using the restroom before preparing food after you pick eating, your nose or after you pick your nose. Um, yeah. Washing your hands is the number one way to avoid getting yourself sick and getting your friends sick. And that is your PSA for the day. Wash your hands. If yeah. everyone washed their hands <laughs> as religiously as they wear a mask, we would not be <laughs> sick ever. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So we are we are not health professionals. Uh, we are also not your pastor. And so no. anything uh, that we may say with regards to either one of these, you should probably go get checked out by a professional. Yes. But we are professionals in... Listening to Spotify. Some things. <laughs> and listening to Spotify, which if you do not have Spotify, you probably have heard from all your friends about all the music they're listening to. But uh, Brian, have you resisted posting your 2021 no. wrapped on social no, in media? Fact, in fact, I started a group on Not The Bee to post it and no one has joined it. Oh, that was they your just, group? Yeah. They, I, other I people will join just, it. Other people have just posted theirs and no wow. one posted it into the group. And so I was like, dang it. No, that's one of my groups. <sighs> that's I would, terrible. I just group. have one more. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally the only member in that group, but I've posted the whole thing <laughs> in there. Um, well, I'll join it, but I didn't want to like spoil the surprise because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show. It's a popular subject. Uh, it's fun to look back at all the music that we've talked about and see uh, and, and guess at what kinds of things have been influencing us musically. Uh, over the past year. So we wanted to take a chance and do that again. Um, Obviously, we wish our good buddy Justin could be here for this too, but he said to go ahead and we'll catch up with him uh, next time he's on the show because I'm really curious to see uh, what he's been been listening to lately. So, Yeah. So um, I think it was like in February... Mm-hmm. I was pretty much listening to this one particular song on repeat constantly. And I said, I'd be very surprised. And this is like February. I was mm-hmm. like, I'd be very surprised if this song was not my number one song this year. And lo and behold, my number one song for 2021, Satisfied in You by the Sing Team. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, for me, that was uh, actually also ranking. Just skip uh, past your Suzuki. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, Psalm 42 was a good one. And uh, I, I like a lot of different settings of Psalm 42. We talked about mm-hmm. that on our <clears throat> 42nd podcast when we talked about these things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was my number 10. But yeah. it's a great song. Sing it along is. to it in the car. It's great. You sing along to the sing team. I sing along to the sing team. They'd be proud. It's just me and the team. You and the team. And if <laughs> that other Brian E would ever return my email and join us on our show, then we could sing together with him. That'd be fantastic. All of the, in all of his latent glory. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, um, looking at my list, it's it gives you like your top 100 songs that you listened to the, mm-hmm. in the past year. Um, and I, I'm guessing it's strictly based on play count. Um, I I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I would assume. <clears throat> um, so my top five, in uh, in in you know you can buy different levels of Spotify premium. Um, the, the most basic of which, which is also the most affordable is the one where everyone in your family just shares an account, which mm-hmm. means that when your wife uses Spotify playlists to help with homeschool, some homeschool songs make it onto your playlist as well as sometimes when your daughter's learning violin, I hear that. <laughs> those songs take up your entire top five. Um, or your son is obsessed with Minecraft and really likes C418, which I cannot disagree with too badly. There's, there's some good stuff there, but what, what, what did uh, homeschool, what homeschool joys did, did, uh, did this bring you? <clears throat> so homeschool joys, uh, the song that came in number five for me was Psalm mm-hmm. 103 by Matt Searles. Uh, oh, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. It's a fantastic song. It's um, it's a uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a Psalter text to the tune of of Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, uh-huh. which covers the whole psalm. Uh, they, the kids are learning Psalm 103, and so that's the song that that has been the best, most comprehensive, familiar tune, helpful for the kids to to learn it. Um, fantastic. So that one's made it to top to spot number five. <clears throat> There's also some really fun songs like This Is My Father's World by Norton Hall Band. Uh, quite a few um, uh, songs for saplings, Dana Dirksen uh, catechism yeah. songs yeah. have made it onto this list. Um, there's uh, just a few random songs that are on here from time to time. Jordan Stormy Banks by RYM Worship, which I believe is the uh, Delville Grace tune. Uh, so there's there's a good a good handful of stuff. Uh, Corner room Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine Bible memory song on there. Um, but yeah, the majority of my playlist is uh, just regular listening music. Uh, so just stuff that I listen to. But some of my wife's songs actually uh, have made it on here as well. She doesn't listen to music too terribly often. Mm-hmm. Um, track number two was actually a song that both me and my wife really enjoyed listening to. So it got double plays and that was, Oh love that will not let me go by Evan and Emily Jarms. It's an old hymn. Nice. Uh, the original, original tune. I know that, uh, indelible grace has made a popular tune of that song, but this one is mm-hmm. the more traditional tune. Um, <clears throat> number three on my list, a little ditty called, uh, uh, <clears throat> mm, Love lifted me. Have you heard that? I've one? heard of that one. Yes. For me, yeah. that was number six. Just yeah, off so the top which, five, but and, and which is really my number one. To, which is really your number one. Yes. Yeah, so I was about to say because <clears throat> your top five are all Suzuki songs. So that was really your number one. Thank you. <laughs> because I know how much you listened to Solos this past year. And if <laughs> I beat out all of Solos, then that that is saying a lot. Um, I did listen to a lot of solos. You did. Uh, (laughs) Number four on my list was Treasure from the album Foreign Maid by poor Bishop Hooper. 
And uh, Foreign Made is an 11-track album, and all 11 tracks are in my top 100 for 2021. So the entire album of Foreign Made made it into my, uh, my playlist for the year. And I am proud to say that I was one of poor Bishop Hooper's top 1% of listeners for the year. Were you really? The, the top oh, that's 1%. awesome. Were they your top, uh, like, were they your top? Uh, they were my um, top band. Band? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my top bands, let me pull that one up. My top bands, I, I really think this will come as absolutely no surprise to anyone <clears throat> number one was poor bishop hooper number two mm-hmm. was cardiphonia number oh, three yeah. was my soul among lions number mm-hmm. four was john foreman number five was solos <laughs> of those five we have interviewed three and i asked both of the other two that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well uh, that's a good group Honestly, uh, and I, Justin's not here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say My Soul Among Lions was probably his number one. I'm going to be gonna surprised go if an, he's. Yeah, I'm going to go out on another limb and, and, and say that he was probably in their top 2% of listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no not doubt Not like I have it. any secret knowledge or anything. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to spoil. I'll let him spoil the rest. So what did you listen to besides Suzuki? Well, it's been a lot of Suzuki. And, and it's funny, right? Because I also track my listening through last.fm, which brings into play uh, anything on, uh, let's see, YouTube or um, that I play on the computer anyway. Spotify all gets tracked. Pandora, I think. Whatever I play through the computer, which is... Not all the time, but some of the time. Most, uh, I would say 95% of my listening is through Spotify. So it's capturing. But um, I, I do have some questions for the algorithmic generators at Spotify because, yes, my top five are all Suzuki book one pieces. But if I hop on over to Last FM, all of a sudden the top, 16, top 16 are all Suzuki pieces. So we were listening to that quite a bit in our house. But yeah, like you said, um, kind of like for music that I'm listening to for, you know, uh, pleasure or, uh, you know, sitting back and, you know, relaxing with something that I'm choosing to listen to for its sake, Love Lift to Me was, was number one. Uh, though I will say on uh, Last FM, um, the where Love Lifted Me came in number 18, so really number two, uh, to Christopher Tin's Sogno di Volere, which I believe we've talked about this at some point, but we do love that song. Uh, it's the theme song to My Kids and My Favorite Game, which we were playing actually just before we got here called Civilization Six. Um, my kids and I love to play that together. Um, so we've been doing uh, doing a lot of that, but then also Corner Room is making appearances here. So one twenty one, that was a big one. Um, uh, Solos was my number one according to Spotify. 
my number one artist of the year. I was in their top 1% as well. Uh, so I'm oh, a yeah. 1%. Represent. Uh, Sing Team, Satisfied in You. We talked about that. Uh, great song. Uh, and then another Christopher Tin, uh, Baba Yetu, which was the, um, it's actually, I believe, uh, the Lord's Prayer or something similar in Swahili. It was the theme song to Civilization Five, which, again, I don't know how many of you out there are actually playing these video games. I, it makes it sound like I'm like this video game junkie. I promise I am not. I have very little You're just time You're a video for game them, music junkie. I, well, <laughs> I'm just a Christopher Tin fan, I think, is, is more like it. Um, let's see. Other songs that kind of stand out to me, though. Uh, obviously, Crown and Covenant, last year, I was in their top 1%. I would not be surprised if I was in their top 1% again this year. Um, yes. I was I'm, 1%, top 1% last year. I wouldn't be surprised I'm curious. If I, same. I'm curious to know where I fall in, say, Cardophonia, My Soul mm-hmm. and Lions, and Solos, and some other bands. Because um, mm-hmm. you only they only tell you if you're the top one percent of your most listened to band. So I'm, right. I'm curious to to see how like how much I was for a lot of those bands that I listened to over and over again, or like the Sing Team. Like who's listening to the Sing Team? I am. <laughs> I listen quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, and you mentioned the sing team, but uh, we were talking before we started recording that both of us actually had quite a bit of Mars Hill music just because we've been, uh, you know, working through this particular series on the podcast about uh, Mars Hill music. Um, If you've missed any of those shows, feel free to go back and check them out. Uh, We've been at this for a little bit now. Uh, Just trying to ride those you know, shirt tails or whatever the phrase is. Can't think right now. Of, coattails. Um, co- coattails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Mars Hill music uh, or Mars Hill um, bandwagon, kind of our take on the Mars Hill bandwagon. Right. I can talk. I can even make complete sentences. It seems a lot sometimes. longer. It seems a lot longer because we have gone two, three weeks in between each episode instead of just the normal every other week. But it has. yeah. So, um, speaking of podcasts, because we were talking about that, right? Um, Uh, Probably. Probably. So, uh, who is your top podcast on Spotify this this year? On Spotify? Um, On Spotify. Oh, boy. You you didn't have that one ready. I I will. How about I share mine while you you get yours ready? So, for for me, my top podcast... 2021 through listening to Spotify. And I almost exclusively listen through Spotify, except for whenever I am mowing the grass, I will pull up my Android podcaster podcast catcher and listen to the lightest form of flogging. But mm-hmm. my number one podcast for the year was PresbyCast. Hey! Hey, love you, PresbyCast um, folks. I know we have a few listeners from there. So shout out to y'all. My number two uh, podcast is a little known podcast called Cooper Stuff. Cooper Stuff. Nice. Cooper Stuff. Yes. Um, my number three. Uh, so number three, number four are gimmies. Uh, one, number three is Sound and Worship podcast. 
That's and a good one. Number four is Bomb and Gilead. Um, because I still listen because I don't edit it anymore. And so I like to go back and listen to the episodes. Sometimes I, I listen to them in the, in our in our personal doc before they get launched out into the into the airwaves. But if I don't have a chance, then I will listen to it at 1.85 speed in Spotify. And it's a lot more funny listening to us talk very quickly. Um, number five. Yeah, fast as well. Number five is a podcast called Distilling Theology. Oh, yeah. Um, I listened which to is an, an interesting show. Too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, of course, I obviously chose to listen to it because it's called Distilling Theology. But because uh-huh. um, they talk about distilled spirits at the beginning of the episodes. But they get into some really interesting stuff. They did a series on eschatology, and I listened to that because I have questions about post-millennialism. Uh, one of them's a post-mill, one of them's an ah-mill. I have, I have, uh, I am a amillennial partial preterist is probably the, the most accurate uh, explanation of what I am. It's, I think that is often referred to as the optimistic amillennialist, which some people just call that a post-millennialist. So, <laughs> um, so there's a lot of uh, overlap and a lot of um, nuance in that particular vein of theology. And so I was doing some research on it and, and I, I felt like their uh, series on it was the most helpful. And then I listened to some more episodes and enough to where they're number five. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, it must be in the middle somewhere of your, I wish you could share these videos with other people. Like it's yeah, never only like, for me. And you can't even really share, like when you do try to share it, it doesn't share all of it. So you have to actually screenshot what you want to show and share your screenshot. That's the easiest yeah. way. Um, it's kind of lame. Cause especially since they have like a share this story and then yeah, you share that story and it does nothing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do what you want it to. What did you do? On, Audio aura, by the way. It was like relaxing. Really? I didn't, I didn't like that one. It was like green mine's and rebellious yellow. and dramatic. Yeah, I know. I saw that and I was like, that's more interesting, <laughs> but mine was boring. And so I didn't share that story. Uh, I listened to 1,626 minutes of Presby cast. Nice. See, I listened through Overcast, so whatever mine is according to Spotify is going to be just off. I know I listened to more than a song, that one podcast we talked about. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. It, it thinks that I'm like this huge fan because um, I don't know I've listened to Sound of Worship through them. Yeah. So more oh. than a song, we listened to an episode of that together, and it was really bad. That uh-huh. was one where she was like, I know that a lot of theologians say that the uh, waves and the breakers are the uh, troubles of man, but I like what Chris Tomlin says, and he says it's the love of God. So I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. No reasoning. Yeah. I did spend 1,292 minutes listening to Solos this year. Well, we love you, Solos. Hi, we Cody. Do. Hi, Cody. Um, and they were my number one artist, closely followed by Crown and Covenant uh, and poor Bishop Hooper, actually. So let's see. Um, I have watched this thing like 
all the way through, and it's not giving me anything with podcasts. You, you probably you probably didn't listen to enough podcasts to, to warrant yeah. the story. I, but yeah, uh, something that's interesting is uh, they also have a wrapped for podcasters. Oh, nice! So if you have a podcast on Spotify, uh, they send you a specialized wrapped for that. And so I uh, have a few interesting things to share for that. So Please my do. number one, my number one podcast I listened to was Presbycast. So mm-hmm. I was one of I don't know how many people that were their number one, but they but I'm in that figure somewhere. But we had ten listeners that uh, that listened to to podcasts on Spotify. That Balman Gilead was their number one podcast for the year. That's awesome. And and since we're on multiple catchers, uh, they don't have to listen to us exclusively on Spotify. So if they are listening to podcast like to us on Spotify, they're probably listening to multiple podcasts on Spotify. I would assume, but um, yeah. So ten fans listed us as as their number one podcast, and um, and three probably three of those. I would I would imagine that these three would be of those ten. Three listeners <clears throat> listened to most of our episodes. So wow. we, this is ep- so this is episode. 46. Correct. Um, which we also have 10 to 15 bonus content episodes, which are more, which are usually shorter. Um, also, there are two episode 11s. Just throwing that out there. Because um, <laughs> we felt like it at the time. Um, well, we had like this bonus episode thing going on. Mm-hmm. It was, it was different. It was a different it time. Takes, it takes time to figure out what you want. When you're making a podcast. So that's true. So, you know, so there were three people that listened to at least 25 of our episodes in, in the year uh, 2021. And that was only through Spotify. I know for a fact that uh, the FNH at Not the B listened to our entire catalog on Not the B. So he didn't even Hey-o. use Spotify. So, so he's not one of those 10. Um, or one of those three. So yeah, so we know that that people are listening, and uh, that's that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that they gave us, uh, our listeners. So the number of people who listened was up two hundred and twenty five percent from last year. <clears throat> so that right. means that that a little bit more than double the listenership, and that's not. Uh, and so that would be like actual people listening. So that wouldn't count people that listened last year that didn't listen to anything this year. So we actually had double the amount of people in 2021 than in in 2020. We had 383% more followers. That's people that actually clicked the subscribe button. Nice. 383% more. Uh, We had 934% more streams. And so as far as what I understand, a stream, um, like it'll count it even if you only listen to like 10 seconds of the episode, but still that's, that's a lot. But what I am more excited about is the more than 1000% increase in the number of hours listened to the show in 2020, than, uh, in 2021, than in 2020. So more than 10 times the amount of hours were played on Spotify wow. than this year. So well, thank that's you. Terrific. Yeah. Thank you. all. Thank you listeners. 
that that is is so encouraging to us as podcasters to know that we're actually like reaching people uh that we are actually uh that people are are listening to us and um and spreading the the news that we exist um we did make some really specific uh, uh moves toward uh search engine optimization like a month ago, uh, two months ago. I don't know. It doesn't seem very long ago that we did that. <laughs> um, it was episode 42, I think, that we started that. Um, but we did go back and... Yeah, we, we, yeah we, when we got ready to do 42, we went back and did the search engine optimization. So it's only been four episodes, so a couple months, and that we did that. So we... Um, I was actually... Sidebar. I, from time to time, I Google the phrase John Foreman deconstruction just to see if he has, because mm-hmm. I'm in some ways expecting it. Um, oh. Just, but just based on a few things that he said over the years, but you know, lots of people are deconstructing. And so I, I just, I, I check every once in a while. So last time I, I did this, I checked John Foreman deconstructing and six, uh, results down. So on the first page on Google was our episode on Dustin Kindrew uh, deconstructing when we did the comparison of um, of uh, the gray by modern uh, by a modern post. Yeah. By uh, by thrice and uh, and Jesus I have my doubts by John Foreman. So searching John Foreman deconstruction uh, de- pulls up our episode. So search engine optimization. Uh, I, was, I was pretty excited about that. Not that, uh, not that it was a happy uh, event necessarily on what I was searching, but um, it's, it's encouraging to know that we are making choices that are helping people find the show and uh, that we you- are reaching people. And, and so these 10 people, 10 people out there, 10 magical, fantastic fans out there that we were their number one. If you could do us a favor, just, just to help encourage us, if you could take a screenshot of or share your story of your top podcasts with us, with us at the number one, and email it to us at thereis at bombcast.com, we would like to give you a personalized thank you. Uh, so please, if you are one of those 10, um, and if you're one of those three who listen to most of our episodes, if you could let us know. Because we, we want to say, we want to give you a huge thank you and, and know who we are thanking and not just talking into my microphone. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, emailing us at thereis at bombcast.com is one of those ways. We also have a channel out on the Tech Reformation Slack. And you can get there by going to uh, Slack and you know, the, wherever it's stored on there, or if you're not invited yet, you can always just write us an email at there is at bombcast.com and we'll get out to you a invite link right away. Also, if you're a subscriber on not the B, you can join us in our, uh, not the B group called bomb and Gilead, uh, podcast. So come follow us there and we'd love to love to have you. And if you're interested in joining Not the Bee, but you uh, are 
apprehensive about pulling the trigger. And I, and I probably should have said this to Justin, but I didn't realize it yet. Um, uh-huh. I can add you as a guest. Like I get, <gasps> I get like a free guest that I can add. So, uh, so drop us a line at there is at bombcast.com. And uh, the first one wins and not the V subscription. The first one wins and not the V subscription. Um, probably first two because I'm sure everyone has one as well. Maybe even three because Justin probably has one as well. Um, We're yes. learning. Yeah, we, we don't know how to do this. Uh, honestly, I'm just trying to like uh, make that community a little better. I ran some experiments today on worst household chore because we were doing that. And yeah. My son maintains that the dishes are the worst ever. And I have no idea why it's that is. Jaden is looking at either. me now. He's like, it just is. Yeah. It, dishes is not that bad. The number one worst chore ever is like trying to getting clean the up, kids pick up to a do room. their chores. That was my wife's addition. Uh, and she would vote yeah. for that. I did. But, I did vote uh, for that. Clean, Cleaning up a room is so painstaking for me. Anyway, I think I'm a mental. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) Oh man. No. Um, like dealing with papers and just junk and like not knowing what to do. I'm a hoarder by nature and, um, it takes a lot for me to kind of like overcome those impulses. Anyway, um, so I actually did make a trade. Did you see this? I did. Yeah. I was proud. I of traded you. doing dishes for 100 for 100 days. days. 100 days. I kind of offhandedly said that I would totally do dishes uh, for 100 days if uh, I didn't have to clean up our office. And Lindsay was this, standing she- right there. And so was our friend. So, you know, and all our kids. So, she had witness and she's like, I'll take that deal. And I was like, well, I guess I can't go much. My daughter reminded me and it came up in family worship tonight. Cause we were reading James five where it says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. And she's like, Oh daddy, you kind of, so she's going to clean it once. My wife. Once. And you know, you know how long yeah. it's going to go. You know how quickly it's going to fall back into a state of disrepair. <clears throat> she's oh. going to be like, you want that second hundred days? <laughs> I will say dishes are clean and put away and they're not staying out overnight. They're not, there's not water all over the kitchen. There are some benefits to this, Brian, that um, we're very excited about. And my wife is going above and beyond. She's not even, she's not done here, but um, already I have like a desk again, which is amazing. Um, places to, and I've seen your desk. Oh yeah. You saw it and it was pretty bad when you were here. There was nowhere to put stuff. Um, and uh, like you saw what I was trying to do and yeah, it's, it's bad. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this. Talking about not the bee and how awesome not the bee is and how you should join. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. I also wanted to mention Hey, it's great that you mentioned John Foreman deconstruction, but try doing a Google search for Dustin Kensru deconstruction and Did we come stand up as by number one? Amazed. Oh yeah. Are we are we, oh, are yeah. we number one? Nice. Oh yeah. And nice. we are also like number four. Eight. 
Number eight. Yeah. And 10. Yeah. And more. I, we're, we're doing so good. <laughs> we're doing so good at search engine optimization. If you go into Spotify and look for um, poor Bishop Hooper interview, we pop up twice for Do the same really? episode. Yeah. Same as uh, my soul among lions. We pull it, we pull up twice. We're doing it really well. Somehow we've like doubled our efforts. Um, yeah. So as so popular as all, those people are, we are yes. riding their coattails. That we are. So all this to say, thank you, the listener, for finding us. And thank us, the podcasters, for making it easier to find us. Yes. All that to say. <laughs> all that to say. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, <clears throat> and it's been a fun ride this year. Um it has a lot been. of uh, interesting shows, a lot of interesting music that we've listened to, um, and looking forward to this coming year. I mean, who knows? Maybe Cody will put out yet another uh, uh, solos album for me to get way overboard into. Yeah, I mean, I heard a rumor that he is planning on going back and doing some Romans and Hebrews and Jude and possibly some Philippians uh, songs that could be done in church. Really? You were here for that rumor. Oh, yeah. That was a while ago. It was. <laughs> My brain only goes back so far. You know this. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. We broke that story live. Um, we did. We broke, we broke it live. <laughs> <clears throat> and then you heard it recorded later. <laughs> My goodness. But yeah, that, that's really interesting i hope that happens uh we do still have in the pipeline a solos review of yes. uh philippians which is really more like a gushing fanboy ode to philippians yes that is pretty uh, much what it will be <laughs> but nonetheless <laughs> we think it'll be interesting to listen to and we got some we got some fun uh fun ideas up our sleeves for that so that we uh, do and we if- haven't forgotten we just are have other things that we're trying to work through. We're in the middle of the Mars Hill um, kind of work. And yeah, and we actually did some, I I did some brainstorming earlier this week about what's going to come after Mm -hmm. Mars Hill. Uh, One answer to that is going to be the Philippians review. Uh, I still want to have, I want to do a a review on foreign made. As I mentioned, Mm -hmm. I listened to that whole album quite a lot last year or this past year. Yeah. Um, the whole album was on your top 100. It was the entire album. Also, uh, Jesse sent me the chords to every song and I've played every song on my guitar. Um, not only that, and you've played it with your good buddy, Grant Baker when you were I here have. and I kind of tried to follow along on violin. It was fun. It was fun. And it was I also, uh, I do plan on doing a, just a, me and acoustic guitar and, and vocal, um, cover of the song saints and posting that to YouTube at some point soon as well. Nice. Uh, Cause I, I play that one probably so much that my wife hates that song now. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that one's a lot of fun to play on the guitar. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hey, uh, you used to do this a little bit more often. <clears throat> uh, if you look at your YouTube channel from a number of years yeah. ago, yeah, yeah, you used to do this a lot. So uh, that's, that'll be exciting. Get back into it. You know what, what uh, kind of kicked off your your career and um, go, going back yeah. to your roots, uh, really, in a lot of ways, huh? 
Yeah. And uh, once we, once we ha- get, I want to do like a few uh, miscellaneous episodes, just okay. some one shots, if you will. Yeah. And uh, once we get enough of those out of the way, like, I think we should review the movie uh, uh, Spirit and Truth. Spirit I think and that, Truth. That, that needs to yes. happen. Um, uh, Summer Yeager uh, agreed to be on the show at some point <gasps> if she has time early next year. Um, so we'll need to figure that one out because that would be a fun episode. All um, right. But if, but eventually, uh, I would like to dive into a long-form series of, of um, family worship. That's, that's been a long time coming. Um, it has. Uh, and maybe so we've, we've got a lot I'll of learn ideas. how to do it right. So that'll be good, too. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the way to do it right is to do it. Yeah. Well, that's a big part of it. Um, yes. <laughs> sometimes that's a struggle in and of itself. Um, but yeah, we will definitely post a link to Brian's YouTube channel. And like many other people, we need to get his subscribers up to a thousand so he can start monetizing this thing. We're at 13 yeah. right now. It's an, and when it was, seems, <laughs> when was my last video? When was it, when was it recorded and posted? Was it two um, years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Yep. So uh, get on there, subscribe, hit the bell, d- ding that bell and smash the like button. I think that's what yeah. you're supposed to say on these things. I think that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. In fact, my, my YouTube channel is so dismal that I was thinking about starting another one and starting <laughs> over from scratch. Whoa. And, uh, okay. <laughs> but, but if you feel like it, go find, if you want to see a really funny video of me with a really long Crowder beard, you should, you should go look at my YouTube because it's there. It exists. Absolutely. Um, All good absolutely. stuff. So, um, uh, we will post our, uh, playlists as well. Grant and I for our, uh, 2021 wrapped, but we will oh, wait just a bit to post Justin's because he's not here to share it. Right. And these things are very yeah. personal. Now we very, want to see personal. your playlists too. So yes. if you are a Spotify listener and you have your Spotify wrapped, please do post a link to this in one of those channels we mentioned earlier. We'd love to listen to it. We'd love to look over it and, um, probably find some new good music that we haven't looked at yet. So uh, please, please do share that in one of the ways that we mentioned before. Also, if you're not a Spotify listener and wish you had a wrapped, you can make your own of like, Hey, uh, maybe use last FM to scrabble it or whatever, or maybe use some other way of figuring it out. Or maybe you're just like, Hey, thinking back, these are my top five songs. So um, please do send those to us. Uh, we are very interested. Um, it doesn't just have to be Christian music. It can be all kinds of th- different stuff. Um, and uh, we, unless we it's, want to take unless a look at it. Unless it's all country. Well, even then, I'll take a look at it. I was listening to bluegrass Christmas music for probably two hours this afternoon. While was it Smoky Mountain in the Shadows? No, but I did have some Bella Fleck in there. Nice. By the yeah. way, Smoky Mountain in the Shadows is not a real band. Oh, okay. Well, then I definitely wasn't. Is that, that from like the, a uh, movie or something? Is that a silly thing? It's from Solos. It's from Hebrews. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. 
I love that moment. Actually, I thought um, you were. I thought and, you were a fan. I thought uh, well, you were a real fan. Come on, we went over this <laughs> with Newsboys. Just because I'm a we fan doesn't mean I mean, you remember any of it, all of it. But that I should have known that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a great part. Um, anyway, listen to the Hebrews album; it's, it'll explain everything. And by the way, I was and just kidding the about the whole country class. thing. Oh, I was okay. just I was just making a joke at your Fair. expense. <laughs> I I accept. Not not your expense, Grant. Whoever listens to country. Oh, right. Their expense. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, but but thank you, listener, for listening and sharing. <laughs> All right. So. Um, with that, we do have a little bit of um, things to talk about tonight with regards to Mars Hill. We have the Modern yes. Post coming up, and they are, uh, you know, a pretty decent band. They have some some good music in there. Uh, our church, I know, does a lot of Modern Post. Um, I don't know. Does uh, well? I suppose uh, your church probably does not. But um, my current church, no. Yeah. But you, yes, you, in I the have, past, I'm sure you have. I have sung quite a few Modern Post songs in church. Um, I have sung even more in the car and in the living room and other places. Um, I've led several of these songs in worship before. Um, at the church plant in Jonesboro, I would sing Rock of Ages, uh, which is... A, an updated tune and an added bridge to the uh, classic hymn. Um, at my uh, the church where I visited, or where I visited, where I attended for a couple of years when we first moved here, we did a few of the songs as well. Um, but yes, these songs, uh, these songs are really good, and we'll get into it. Uh, I would personally say that the Modern Post is my favorite of the, the Mars really? bands. Uh, that the, the, the album I, I water in the that. blood, the mm-hmm. album water in the blood is my favorite album that came out of, of Mars Hill. Um, since this episode, uh, comes after the, uh, the episode where we reviewed Dustin Kendrew and his deconstruction. And since we've already even spoken about it before in this episode, you know, the end of the story. Dustin Kendrew was the lead singer of Modern Post, and he wrote these songs, and he no longer considers himself to be a Christian. Um, we have even come up with a very specific rule that we use uh, concerning cancel culture and people that walk away from the faith, and that is the Kins Rule, um, <laughs> named after Dustin, Dustin Kendrew. Um, and what we believe is that songs written within the covenant um, – are still useful even after the writer rejects Christianity. And so we've, you've heard us say this many, many times before, not a secret. Um, but what we have not done yet up to this point is actually look at the modern posts, music, looking, looking at their songs, seeing the content of the songs so that we can, so that we can boldly say, these are good songs. So we can boldly say, look at these songs, look at what is in them and, and, and 
you tell me that this song is not worth uh, singing in church just simply because the singer was not a Christian when he wrote them. Um, he was sitting under proper teaching. He had it right in his head. He just did not have it in his heart. And, uh, and what he was able to put on paper is 100% uh, useful. With the Kindrel that, we have, that we've talked about, um, I, I, I don't like cancel culture. It's very easy to say, what, that guy wasn't a Christian? None of his songs uh, are good. And so we should just throw them all out. And it's, and it's real easy as a Christian to say, uh, I don't want to sing a song for worship that wasn't written by a Christian. And that, that makes sense. Um, and it's very easy in today's culture, especially wrought with that cancel culture, to just use that as a justification. But these songs <clears throat> are excellent. These songs are some of the best written modern worship songs out there. And we, and my, my justification for saying we should use them is saying that he was sitting under the covenant. He was a member of the, of the covenant. Um, and that means something. Uh, that, that's, that's why I ascribe to covenant theology um, is that I, you know, I look at a passage from, uh, from Romans 11, where it's talking about the, the, the root, uh, the, the, the shoot in the, uh, the tree with the branches that God can break off the branches and graft in the wild olive shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, those wild olive shoots are the Gentiles that were now brought into the covenant, mm-hmm. but there's still that warning that goes with it, that if they uh, are prideful, if they reject, um, if they reject the covenant, God can break them back off and graft, regraft in the, the branches that were once broken off. Um, that doesn't make sense unless you understand the covenant because it sounds like salvation, but we believe once saved, always saved. We believe in the perseverance of the saints. And so it makes sense about the covenant at, there was a time when Dustin Kendrew was grafted into that tree and he was a member of the covenant sitting under, uh, you know, sitting under good teaching, uh, despite what you will say about, um, Mark Driscoll. He was sitting under right teaching to at least a degree enough to write these songs, but he walked away and he was broken back off of the branch. Um, will he be gra- regrafted back in? I don't know. That's between him and God. I hope that God regrafts him back in, but um, and we'll get into these songs here shortly, but I, I just, since we know the ending, I, I just want to reiterate that, that, that this, um, that we are free to, to use these songs because they were written under the covenant. They were written at a time when he was, when he was grafted in. Cool. Yeah. So we, uh, like Brian was saying, we're going to be talking about the water and the blood, which is a 2013 album. It's pretty popular. Uh, again, you're going to recognize a lot of these songs. If your church is anything like mine, uh, you probably sing a lot of these. I wouldn't be surprised if we're singing some tomorrow, um, but uh, we're, we're just going to review uh, a couple of them. There's rejoice. The first one on the album, then song number four, my one comfort, which is very popular. Then God is good. Grace alone. And then we're going to skip down to it's not enough and come Lord Jesus. Uh, so kind of give a sampling of the album 
and go over the lyrics, see what they were teaching, seeing what they were asking people to believe, uh, to assent to by seeing them. And uh, then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, and um, just kind of round out the, the rest of the tracks on this album. Um, they have a song called Rock of Ages, which I've already mentioned. It's, it's the classic hymn. Mm-hmm. It's an updated tune, and he adds a bridge. And, and I actually really like his bridge. He ha- he, it's very insightful. Um, he says, uh, it's Rock of Ages. Um, no one takes your life, but you uh, died so I might live. Uh, costly grace you freely give. Rock of Ages. You were cleft to cover me. I love that line uh, referring mm-hmm. to Christ as being cleft. Because the song Rock of Ages is referring to when Moses was was hidden away inside the rocks so that he could mm-hmm. witness the glory of God. But just the idea, that the insight of you were cleft to cover me. You know, Christ was broken so that I could hide inside of inside of his grace. Um, it was a really beautiful, beautiful line. Um, I, I'm gonna make a truth claim. This is not this this truth claim is an opinion that I believe to be truth. It is my truth. Uh, with a lowercase t. Dustin Kendrew is a better poet than Chris Tomlin. Is this a a a Balm and Gilead like hot take? Official yes. hot take. Wow. Official hot take. Oh, Dustin Kendrew to this day is a better poet than than Chris Tomlin. Um. And so when he does a bridge to an old hymn, it's worth it. He's only done it the once that I'm aware of. But um, the track three on the album is called Suffering Servant. Um, that song, it was, it was good. Uh, it just, it didn't strike me as, it didn't like leave a lasting impression. Uh, that one and then Voice of the Lord, which is track seven. Um, mm-hmm. Those two songs, they were they were good, but they didn't they didn't leave like a lasting impression. There's nothing in them that I, I would consider to be like less strong. I don't know. They just they weren't the first songs that I heard, and so they weren't the ones that stuck with me. So since I was narrowing it down to six, those are the two that I that I cut. Um, oh God is the second to last song. Uh, that one was written by um, by the guys at Citizens, and we actually already reviewed that song. So I cut that one because we've already reviewed that one. And then, um, reason. The la- and then the last song, It Is Finished, we will review uh, mm-hmm. in the next episode. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, we do that one a ton at my church. That's like kind of the church anthem, if there is such a thing. So good to know. And I really apologize to you listeners if you accidentally hear me coughing. And, I, and especially I apologize to Justin. <laughs> who I assume will still be editing this episode, who will have to edit out all of my coughing um, because it's just going to keep coming. Well, I'm just thankful <clears throat> that I can't catch it over Google to, uh, yes. <coughs> yet. It's going to um, be that tragic first case. All right. It will be. Let's get started. Anyway, let's get started because we're already what? Four hours into this episode. Um, <laughs> So track one, Rejoice. This one was written by Dustin Kensrew and Stuart Townend, which I did not hey. realize that until we were until we were doing research into this episode. 
Stuart Townend is most notably known for his work on How Deep a Father's Love for Us and a little one you may have heard called In Christ Alone, um, as well as every other good song that the Gettys wrote. Yes. <laughs> he definitely makes uh, whoever he works with better. Um, and that very much includes the Gettys. Um, he also wrote, uh, he, he did a song paraphrase of Psalm 62 with Aaron Keyes. Um, oh, yeah? That was also really good. Yeah. Maybe so Stuart Townen is like a really the good person songwriter. who's, yeah, who's like the strength behind all these songwriters. He's like the, yeah. oh, what's that song, singer songwriter type person in the secular world who's written a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't have expected. But anyway, it's that same Rebecca thing. Rebecca Black? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Hey, no. yesterday was Friday. Today is Saturday. All right. Tomorrow is Sunday. Um, <laughs> yes. So let's get into this. Rejoice. Come and stand before your maker, full of wonder, full of fear. Come behold his power and glory, yet with confidence draw near. For the one who holds the heavens and commands the stars above is the God who bends to bless us. With an unrelenting love, rejoice. Come and lift your hands and raise your voice. He is worthy of all praise. Rejoice. Sing the mercies of your king and with trembling rejoice. We are children of the promise, the beloved of the Lord. One with everlasting kindness bought with sacrificial blood, bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go. All our sickness, all our sorrows, Jesus carried up the hill. He has walked this path before us. He is walking with us still, turning tragedy to triumph, turning agony to praise. There's blessing in the battle. So take heart and stand amazed. Rejoice. When you cry to him, he hears your voice. He will wipe away your tears. Rejoice. In the midst of suffering, he will help you sing. Rejoice. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, this, uh, particular song, I, I mean, like it's, uh, obviously a lot, like a lot of their music is, uh, you know, real driving beat, pretty up, yeah. uh, upbeat kind of a song. Um, I've heard this, I think, uh, you know, as like more of a call to worship, but what you see here is it's not so much talking to God. It's not. Uh, it's more of uh, kind of a call out to each other um, to say, hey, look, you know, this is the God that we serve and this is who we rejoice in. For that, for that one reason, like I, I kind of see it as uh, closer to probably a type two, type three, oh, well, a type two type song. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's mostly because I, I, I see worship music as talking about God to God. Uh, and this, yes. this is more kind of like peer to peer, uh, person to person kind of encouragement, yeah, I would but agree it's with a that. really encouraging song too. It is. And, um, and a lot of churches in the Reformed tradition have very strict and, uh, and rigid liturgies where they will have, um, like at my church, we have, um, 
the call to worship where the Lord calls us to worship. Yes. And so we read, we read from, you know, the Psalms or somewhere else in scripture where the Lord through his word calls us to worship. <clears throat> and then, um, and just the different things the Lord calls us to repent. The Lord, um, yep. you know, feeds us from his table. You know, the Lord mm-hmm. is the worship leader. Uh, and we are the, and whoever's up at the front is really facilitating it. Right. Um, but there's a lot of, say, you know, um, Acts 29 type church plants who don't have necessarily a rigid liturgy, which I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. The Bible doesn't command us to have a, a, a rigid liturgy. And so it's not necessarily a sin to do that. Uh, we see evidence of liturgies and we see structure and we see a lot of things, which is why we do it. But you don't have to have a rigid liturgy. And a lot of times when churches don't have a rigid liturgy, they use their music as the liturgy. So a lot of times, instead of having, you know, the Lord calls us to worship through the reading of scripture, they'll have the song played first as the, as the call to worship. So the, the music will do the job, will do the work of the liturgy. And a lot of those songs and a lot of those churches also have uh, the, the, they'll have a song that's a confession of sin. You know, they'll have a song that's an assurance of pardon. You know, the music is what drives the liturgy in a lot of in a lot of evangelical churches. So, as such, the song does very well. Yeah, though it's not God calling you to worship, and that's I guess my biggest yeah. pet peeve with yeah. the, with the particular song. But it is agree. a great song, especially for just even listening to on the way to church say um i think it would be a perfect uh, time for a song like this would be terrific but let's get into maybe the theology of the song what it's yeah. calling us to believe right off the bat it says come and stand before your maker full of wonder full of fear come behold his power and glory yet with confidence draw near uh we see first of all that fear is not used as a metaphor for sin, which no, it's not. It's kind of nice. Is it's, it's the fear of the sin. Lord? It's yeah, the fear it's of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Yes, it's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> and it's come and stand before your Maker. Uh, come behold His power and glory. Um, it's saying with confidence, draw near, uh, and mm-hmm. that is uh, taken right out of. Is it Hebrews? Um, I believe it's Hebrews. We approach the throne of grace Hebrews. with confidence. Yeah. I, I feel pretty confident that it's Hebrews. I could look it up. I but do I'm, too. I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Even I'll, though we've had an extra week to prepare for this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so while I'm looking that up, why don't you uh, say uh, yeah, something um, that you know, sir? Yeah. And so, you know, even following this out, you know, for the one who holds the heavens and commands the stars above, those are truth claims, you know, who that we're claiming that God holds the heavens. We're claiming that he commands the stars. We see that in scripture. You know, he's the God who bends to bless us with an unrelenting love. Bends is a poetic word that means condescends. Uh, if you think about, you know, the doctrine of the condescension of, of God, how God uh, came out of his uh, place of holiness in, in heaven and, came and met us where we are. Um, you can say that as bending. Um, a lot of, I think a lot of Advent songs 
use that word. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the God who bends to bless us, like he's bending down um, mm-hmm. with an unrelenting love. Unrelenting. Such a much better word than that other one. Ocean of love? Yeah. <laughs> um, rejoice. Come and lift your hands and raise your voice. He is worthy of all praise. Rejoice. Sing the mercies of your king and with trembling rejoice. I love that with trembling, you know, because we, uh, we work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And so we've had both of those words, both fear, you know, full of wonderful of fear and with trembling rejoice. Um, so we are children of the promise, the beloved of the Lord, one with everlasting kindness. That's one W-O-N. Like he, he, he won us. Uh, he bought, mm-hmm. bought with sacrificial blood. Bringing reconciliation. It's always good to see a word that's more than two syllables. Um, <laughs> to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go. So we, um, so we have some covenant theology in there, children of the promise. You know, we have um, you know, the, you know, the kindness. It's the kindness of the Lord that, that leads us to repentance. Um, you know, bought with sacrificial blood. We have reconciliation, um, you know, the world that longs to know, you know, we, we have you know, that, the concept of, um, you know, everyone, is, everyone knows that something is, is wrong. Everyone, everyone can see from the heavens that, that God is there and that, um, but they have, you know, rejected it, but there's still something about them. You know, there's lots, like every line pulls from a different scripture. Like this song is just pulling from everywhere in the scripture to say a uh, truth about, about God. Um, all our sickness, all our sorrows, Jesus carried up the hill. That line could very easily be construed for like a, a health and wealth line. That's probably, um, I, 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 I might, if I was writing this, not use the word sickness. However, the Bible uses the word sickness uh, in Isaiah, I believe, where it talked about how um, there, there's a passage in Isaiah where it's where it's um, where it talks about all of our, our sicknesses being healed, and even like um, even in fifty three, it, it mentions. Um, you know, by our wounds, we are healed. Um, oh, by all, by his wounds, we are healed. That one, yeah, by, by his wounds, yeah, by his wounds, we are healed. Um, and but there's there, there's other passages in Isaiah where it's more explicitly talking about you know sicknesses being healed. Um, but each one of those, when you understand the actual context you understand that it's not a health and wealth. It's not talking necessarily about a temporal sickness. Um, it's, it's an eternal, um, you know, eventually all of our sicknesses will be healed. Um, and so that, that, that line, not, and I'm being picky because, you know, I've got to say something. Um, <laughs> all our sickness, all our sorrows, you just carried up the hill. Um, and I am looking just real quick. Um, they don't say sin. It doesn't mention sin. It's a sickness and sorrows. That's the closest it gets. Um, I mean, it does talk about reconciliation, which implies, um, you know, 
being separated, being, you know, having a falling out and, and being brought back in. Um, <clears throat> so it has, a, there's a lot of implication for the full gospel message, but it does not mention sin. That's something that I would, instead of saying sickness, I would probably uh, be more explicit than, than implicit there. But Yeah, maybe. Uh, although I see what he's doing. I mean, you're right. He's yeah. referencing Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Um, where uh, it says, you know, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Uh, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of helpful that it's, referencing that anyway. I, I do have a couple of other Bible references. Um, Hebrews 4.16 is where it says, uh, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Uh, and then um, we talked about that a little bit. Then we also mentioned Philippians 2.12, where it says, therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And so we talked a little bit about that passage too. Yeah. So just some real-time follow-up. Yeah. And so um, every line in the song is, is backed by scripture. I mean, with the exception of maybe like half a line here, half a line there. But, uh, but any anyone that is not explicit is still implicit. Um, I could probably come up with a scripture reference to justify every line in the song. Um, this song is is saturated in biblical truth. Uh, taken from Old Testament, taken from New Testament. It is a prime example of, of how you can utilize the, the full counsel to come up with a single message. And um, I, I would expect, I would expect no less from Stuart Townend, uh, mm-hmm. especially, um, but Dustin Kendrew as well, as we go on, as you, as you will see on these next five songs. Um, He's, he's a very excellent songwriter. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, he didn't just, he didn't just coast on that one. I, I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, probably the most interesting one to me um, mm-hmm. that we're reviewing. Uh, and that's my one comfort where he pulls right out of the Heidelberg catechism question and answer number one, uh, which I'll read for you in a little bit, but first, um, I'll go ahead and read the lyrics to the song. And it says, my one comfort both in life and death is that I am not my own. I was bought with blood and I confess I belong to you alone. By the father's good decree, Jesus, you've delivered me by your spirit, set me free to follow you. And then uh, Jesus, you have taken hold of me and in your grip of grace, I am finally free. So, he is pulling right out of the Heidelberg Catechism question and answer number one, where it reads, what is thy only comfort in life and in death? Uh, The answer is that I with body and soul, both in life and death, am not my own, but belong unto my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins and delivered me from all the power of the devil and so preserves me that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. Yea, that all things must be subservient to my salvation, and therefore 
by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal life and makes me sincerely willing and ready henceforth to live unto him. So, um, you know, that is a fantastic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, declaration of what ought to comfort us in life and in death. And a comfort there doesn't just mean like, oh boy, this lazy boy is really comfortable. Uh, It's more of a comfort, like a uh, comfort that like when you're weeping go ahead yeah like when like when you're you're when you're weeping and you're mourning and someone comes to comfort you um this is this is a very strong comfort Mm -hmm. yeah there's a strength to it uh it's just not it's not like bodily like comfort um it's not a convenience right um um so uh one of the things, and this is, it's a very simplified, um, it's, it's based on it. It is not, it does not cover the entirety of that question and answer one, but, um, most every line is pulled from it to a degree. Um, but it's, this is fun. The, the way the song goes, it's, it's just a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. I mean, that's just kind of how the, the layout of the song is. Yeah. It's very um, short very short um, and it's meant it's meant to be repetitious so that you learn it so that you can be familiar with it so that it can help you as you learn Heidelberg Catechism one. Um, I don't know that he intended necessarily to take it that far, but that is how it can be used. Um, and uh, one thing I really love about this is the, the, the Trinitarian aspect of the chorus by the father's good decree. Jesus, you've delivered me by your spirit, set me free to follow you. Um, and so it's speaking to Jesus the whole time, uh, referencing the father and referencing the spirit while speaking to Jesus, um, which that is a very minor detail to some degree, but is a major detail in other degrees. Most people cannot get that right. Most people cannot figure out how to refer to the father, son and spirit without accidentally messing it up. Um, and he does a very good job not getting it mixed up, not accidentally talking to the father and then switching to the spirit without, um, again, the same breath. Um, I mean, if you want a really bad example, um, which is a very similar example would be, uh, this, I believe by Hillsong, which is the apostles creed where they cannot, have, there's no consistency about who is being addressed in, in that song. It is constantly switching mid-sentence from talking to the father, talking to the son, talking to the church. It's just, it's a mess. Um, in this one, it's consistent. And I really like that about it. Yeah, that is, that is helpful. Um, Jesus delivered the spirit, set me free. Um, and the father's good decree. Yeah. Um, thankfully there's nothing in there where that could lead to sort of an EFS ESS uh, sort of view um, where which which sees Jesus as eternally submitting to the father. Um, That is something that's been debated. I, I, you know, it does have uh, certain powerful proponents like Owen Strachan 
I know holds that view. Um, oh, Wayne Grudem. Wayne Grudem. Yeah. The, and which is also expressed in his uh, um, big textbook, uh, systematic theology. Systematic like theology. That. Matt uh, Chandler. Matt, does he hold to a ESS? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's a Grudem fanboy. Is oh, the way that okay. David well, put it. that's too bad. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but you know, by the Father's good decree, yeah, that's great. But um, what, what the the problem with ESS is is that it separates the will um, of the Godhead into three different parts. Like, Oh, the spirit has yeah. a will. The, um, the, yeah, the uh, son has a will and the, uh, um, God, the father also has a, has a will. Um, but that's not what we necessarily see here. Um, we just kind of see the role of the Trinity in, in salvation. The problem with ESS is that it, it separates the divine will into like three different parts. And so you have the, the God, the father sort of having a will and the son having his own will and the spirit having his own will. Um, and unfortunately I don't think that's what we see in scripture. We see one unified divine will, um, which this song does not break, you know, that by the father's good right. decree, it's not like, well, the father had a good decree and then the son said, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I guess I'll go along with it. No, it wasn't like that at all. It was yeah. one divine will. Um, and this wasn't, you know, I, this is not to say that the son did uh, submitted to the father in his human nature, but um, which is true. He did submit yeah. in his human nature, but not in his divine nature. Yeah. And so, so Jesus, Jesus's will before he was incarnate was identical to the Father's will. Um, but then, as he was, as he took on a human nature, um, and I don't even necessarily say that it like changed. No, but just I think two he, wills. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was human will and a divine will. Yeah. And I think that his, and I don't necessarily even think that his human will was necessarily at odds. I think that it's more like he was tempted for it to be at odds, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which we only have the one example from the garden where mm -hmm. he said, your will, your will, not mine. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have any real evidence that his human will <clears throat> like ever really got to be different. It was just, he had human weakness. <clears throat> and his human weakness made it to where he didn't want to die, um, which is understandable. But his divine will knew what he needed to do. Anyway, that's a whole nother ball game. I I was just happy that it didn't necessarily lead down that path. Which um, you know, it could easily. It's a popular doctrine um, yeah. of some, and we already mentioned a few names there, but. Anyway, it's uh, My One Comfort, nice little short song, uh, kind of touching on some of those themes in the question and answer number one of the Heidelberg Catechism. Uh, but uh, I think, yeah, you're ready to move on to God is Good? Yeah, let's move on to God is Good. Um, God is Good, uh, written by Dustin Kendrew. Um, this is one that... Uh, 
you, you know, every person that, that listens to a lot of music, especially people that write some music, they, they will put together a playlist in their head of songs that I really, really wish I had written. <laughs> this is one of those. Oh, yeah? This is one of those for me. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorites of his. Uh, it's, it's very minor undertones. Uh, the, the, um, the verses are in mixed meter. It's a, there's like a, a meter. It's like four, 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 two, mm-hmm. um, or maybe four, 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 two. Like there's a, there's a, there's like a six in there, uh, where it doesn't quite resolve. Mm-hmm. Like it ends too early. Um, and, uh, and then going into the very last line, it finishes it. It does a four instead of a two. Um, and it's meant to unsettle you. And that is what we in the industry like to call prosody. Yeah. Cause the song itself is a little bit unsettling. We haven't it's mentioned prosody on this show in too many episodes. And so I'm glad that you've brought it back. It was it like three episodes ago. I don't know. Probably. Um, probably. Too many. Too many. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and, and read through this one. Even when it seems the answer's no, the promises of God all find their yes. In Christ who worked the father's will below that all who run to him would find their rest. And even when it seems he hides his face and darkness seems to be our only friend, we look to Christ who suffered in our place that one day all our suffering would end. God is good all of the time, all of the time. God is good. God is good all of the time. God is good. And even when, uh, <clears throat> even when he seems he pays no mind, we have a guarantee of his great love. In Christ who came and left his crown behind, that one day we would reign with him above. And then the bridge is, um, Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Lord, we believe. Help our hearts to sing. That you are good all of the time, all of the time you are good. You are good all of the time you are good. Again, I already mentioned about the the mixed meter. It's like at the end of every line in the verses, it it uh, plays two beats instead of four, mm-hmm. so that it it rushes the next line and it leaves you feeling unsettled. So, like even when it seems the answer is no, the promises of God I'll find their yes in Christ who worked the Father's will below. That all to run, that all who run to him find their rest, and then you have that extra two beats, and then it goes back into it. Um, and then the chorus, it is not mixed meter in the chorus, but there is. Um, uh, he he uses a device where um, the fourth line is shorter, mm-hmm. so it's God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. God is good all the time. God is good. But it doesn't say all the time. God is good. It just says God. Yeah, is good. yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and that, it repeats that. That is drawing on the fairly popular phrase. Um, yeah, too. So it it kind of like has both going for it. It does. Yeah, and uh, and so it's that when you change what you expect to hear, it puts more emphasis on what you say. So you kind of expect to hear all the time. God is good. But you just hear God is good, mm-hmm. and it just puts more emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, 
in the bridge, the bridge is like the the most obvious um, scripture being referenced, um, where the 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 father comes to Jesus and says, you know, heal my daughter, and um, and you know, Jesus says, you know, great is your faith. He says, you know, I I do believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And and, and I love that line. Yeah, yeah, I love that line. You know, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, I, I use that line in a song. Um, John Foreman uses that line in a song. Everyone uses that line in a song. It's a great line. Very um, popular. And, uh, you know, if you're going to have a popular line, let it be scripture and not rising from the ashes. Um, <laughs> so let's look at what is being said in the song. Uh, even when it seems the answer is no, the promises of God will find their yes. Um, so Which is, even, yeah, that you talked about, that's a reference to second Corinthians one twenty, where um, it says for all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. And to the glory of yeah. God by us. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in life we pray and God seems to not answer, you know, you, you pray, you know, God heal my daughter and he doesn't. And, and, um, in, it's hard to make heads or tails of that. But when we understand that the promises of God, I'll find their yes and amen. Um, we, it helps us to see beyond now. And it helps us to understand that he is good all of the time. Um, not just, there's a book, a fantastic book that we were given a copy of that uh, <laughs> it's called, uh, the moon is always round. I'm not sure if I've talked about it before on here. But the, the premise is sometimes you look at the moon and it looks like it's not round, but it mm-hmm. is round. And what we can learn from that is even when God doesn't seem good, he is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the book itself is about stillbirth mm-hmm. and about a, a, a pastor who's teaching his kid um, who, about the truth of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's able to apply that truth to his child in in the midst of tragedy when uh, they lose a the baby. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic book. The moon is always round. Um, so God is good all of the time. And and you know, going back to that, it, it feels like it's one of those like you know this buds for you. You know, we all know this this catchphrase. But it's just, it's, it's elegant in its simplicity. God is good all the time. There is not a time when he is not good. And uh, even when it seems the answer is no, the promises of God will find their yes. And Christ, who worked the Father's will below, that all, to run, that all who run to him will find their rest. Um, even when it seems he hides his face, darkness seems to be my only friend. We look to Christ who suffered in our place that one day all our suffering would end. Um, this is just such a strong song of belief and of looking past the temporal and looking to the promises of God, looking to the covenant, knowing that one day uh, all of our tears will be wiped away mm. and, that, and that we will reign with him above. And this is one of those songs, knowing what happened, knowing the mm. end of, or knowing where we are in the story, not the end of the story, but where we are in the story, I don't know what Dustin went through 
that made him abandon this. If mm. he was walking through something so dark that led him to write this, mm. I don't know what he walked through afterward um, that made him abandon it. Every time I sing a song, I pray. I pray for Dustin. And I, and I call you guys, when you listen to these songs, when you hear them in your church, just pray for Dustin. Yeah. And if you are Dustin, call us. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we'd yes. love to know a um, little bit more kind of the behind the music type take. And uh, maybe, maybe there's stuff out there already that we uh, just haven't seen yet. It must be pretty dark. I can't imagine trying to go through, you know, the good times without Christ. One of the things that we prayed about, I mentioned earlier that uh, James 5 came up. Um, That was our passage for tonight for family worship. And um, part of that is, look, um, the, the, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And what that's talking about there is that your prayer does have to, does help. It does have, and it's not because of you, it's because of um, God who um, we pray to. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, let's pray for, let's pray for Dustin. Let's, um, you know, the one who brings him back uh, or anyone back uh, who is not a believer um, covers over a multitude of sins is what um, James five says, and uh, not sure exactly where I'm going with this. Is this sort of a pleading with um, Dustin, or maybe you, uh, if you're yeah. listening and you're thinking about just walking away or not sure what to make of this whole thing? Um, remember, God is good all of the time, even when it seems like He's not. And maybe it's your perspective that needs to change. And um, maybe that'll help. I I sure hope so uh, for you. And if you are going through something, um, send us an email. There is at bombcast.com. We do respond to every email that comes our way, like all 12 of them so far. Um, well, all the like realistic ones, all the ones about like, Hey, we can monetize your podcast. Even if you have like we don't respond to those. three listeners. Yeah. Sounds like a crock, but um, I would also encourage you to reach out to your pastor and your elders. Um, that's what yeah. they're there for. Honestly, it is. And um, while we would love to pray for you and we will do that, uh, reach out to your pastor, reach out to your elders, talk to them honestly yeah. about uh, what's going on. Um, and they can, um, they're, they're best equipped to help you uh, work through that. So yes, please do that. So Grace Alone, the next song, ready yes. to hop in? All right. So this is another one that we do quite often at our church. Um, My One Comfort, Grace Alone, and It Is Finished are probably the most played songs. I would not be surprised if they are on um, our church's uh, 2021 wrapped. Um, But anyway, uh, so the, the verse goes, I was an orphan lost at the fall, running away when I hear you call, but Father, you worked your will. I had no righteousness of my own. I had no right to draw near your throne, but Father, you loved me still. 
And in love, before you laid the world's foundation, you predestined to adopt me as your own. You have raised me up so high above my station. I'm a child of God by grace and grace alone. You left your home to seek out the lost. You knew the great and terrible cost. But Jesus, your face was set. I worked my fingers down to the bone, but nothing I did could ever atone. But Jesus, you paid my debt. By your blood, I have redemption and salvation. Lord, you died that I might reap what you have sown, and you rose that I might be a new creation. I am born again by grace and grace alone. I was darkness all of my life. I never knew the day from the night, but spirit, you made me see. I swore I knew the way on my own, head full of rocks, a heart made of stone, but spirit, you moved in me. And at your touch, my sleeping spirit was awakened. On my darkened heart, the light of Christ has shone, called into a kingdom that cannot be shaken, heaven's citizen by grace and grace alone. So I'll stand in faith by grace and grace alone. I will run the race by grace and grace alone. I will slay my sin by grace and grace alone. I will reach the end by grace and grace alone. So a little bit longer uh, song here, but... Uh, a lot of great, great uh, gospel truth embedded mm-hmm. within it. Um, it talks about the fall, um, talking about running away, you know, very clearly a, a, a call back to uh, Adam and Eve in the garden after they uh, discovered they were naked and hid from God, um, running away from him rather than running towards him. Uh, but then it says, but Father, you worked your will um, that I had no righteousness of my own. I had no right to draw near your throne, but Father, you loved me still. You were the one who brought me in uh, and clothed me in righteousness. Um, he talks a lot about predestination. I think you you can kind of see a lot of the souls of the Reformation sort of yeah. contained Ephesians, within here. Ephesians 1 is pretty heavy in that first chorus. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you see, um, you, you see, grace alone, um, faith alone, um, and so there's a lot here to commend it. Um, and um, uh, but Jesus, your face was set in verse two. That's a reference to um, John, or is it Luke? Where he uh, set his face to Jerusalem, face the cross. Yeah, I think I think it was John, um, because of all this the signs mm-hmm. to the end, the seven signs. Um, yeah, when he, he set his face to Jerusalem, knowing what that would mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's a real turning point in that book. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, just want to quickly inter- interject and just and just throw out something that I, I'm just now noticing, though I should have picked up on this. Verse one addresses the father. Verse two addresses Jesus. Verse three addresses the spirit. Um, so we have the, the Trinitarian nature to the song as well. Huh. Yeah. I wish they would have called that out a little bit more because otherwise it becomes a little bit like the father left his home to seek out the lost. It's not... Mm, Jesus, you paid my debt. Oh, he, he tells it right here. Okay. 
Yeah, it, it says it at the in line three instead of line one. It would have been Spirit, less confusing. I see. Okay. If it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's very clever. I, I like how uh, there's a contrast between you know Jesus' work and my work in verse two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus left his home to seek out the lost, and knowing the the, the great and terrible cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I worked my fingers down to the bone, there's nothing I did that ever could uh, that I could do to atone. But you paid my debt. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah we have a lot. Um, this song does mention sin uh, close to the end. Um, we have a lot of inference to sin in the song, but we do have it by by name. Yeah. Uh, lost, lost at the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will slay my sin by grace and grace alone, uh, which is a reference. Um, not just to John Owen. I just I always think John. Yeah, Owen I was thinking mortification think of, of sin there. Yeah, yeah. Um, putting to death sin, which I am sure is probably not original to John Owen. Um, but though I can't think of a specific reference. Um, in the Bible, you mean like where yeah. where that comes from? Yeah. Yeah, I like that that tag where it just repeats the line over and over again, and change, but changing the words, um, repeats the melodic line. Um, so I'll, you know, I'm heaven citizen by grace and grace alone, so I'll stand in faith by grace and grace alone. I will run my race by grace and grace alone. Slay my sin by grace and grace alone. I'll reach the end by grace and grace alone. Uh, so we're looking at, sorry, real-time follow-up on uh, killing sin, uh, mortifying sin. Uh, Romans eight thirteen and Colossians three five. Romans eight thirteen reads: For if you live according to the flesh, you will die; but if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. Yeah. You will live. Colossians three five is put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you: sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh, so there's a, a a encouragement from Paul to put to death um, those uh, sins uh, within us. So, anyway. There it is. There um, it is. Verse three, another line that just stuck out to me when he's addressing the spirit, head full of rocks and heart made of stone, I immediately think of, of Ezekiel. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> about mm-hmm. the 36. Removing the, the heart of stone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nothing so far that we have seen in any of these songs contradicts scripture. Everything is heavily fueled by scripture. Um, so we can say with confidence that Dustin Kendrew knew scripture very well. And he probably still does. Um, he, was, he was fueled by it, at least in his, um, in his head. Um, moving on to this next song, it's, it's called It's Not Enough. Uh, by Dustin Kendrew and Brian Eckleberger. Mm-hmm. Um, this song reminds me very much of the gray uh, when um, with the imagery. So if you guys will, if you remember back to when we reviewed the song, the gray by thrice, um, there's a lot in this song that really, really reminds me of the gray. Uh, and I think this may be one of his most honest songs 
Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what has happened since, um, this song reminds me a lot of the the psalm where uh, where Asaph is like, "God, I love you. You know, I, I I follow you. Don't don't worry about me. I'm not going to walk away from you. But when I look at the world." And I see how, you know, they're all successful and they're doing what they want. And they're disobeying you and they're not being punished. And, you know, they are living happy lives. I get really jealous. But then I remember that you're going to judge them. They're all going to hell and I'm, I'm going to be fine. And, and that makes me, you know, that, that, that keeps me in check. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this reminds me of that. It's him looking at the world, looking at everything that's out there, looking at all of his options. And he's coming to the correct conclusion in the song that it's not enough, that, that walking away from God is, isn't enough. Only God is enough. Um, and so this is, again, one of those, like, I wonder what he thinks of this song now. All right. This is one of those I would, I would like to ask him about. Uh, I'm going to go through, go ahead and read through it. Though all the wealth of men was mine to squander, and towers of ivory rose beneath my feet, were palaces of pleasure mine to wander, the sum of it would leave me incomplete. Though every soul would hold my name in honor, and truest love was always by my side, my praises sung by grateful sons and daughters, my soul would never still be satisfied. It's not enough. It's not enough. I could walk the world forever till my shoes were filled with blood. It's not enough. It's not enough. So I could live for all to lift them higher or spend the centuries seeking light within. So I indulged my every dark desire, exhausting every avenue of sin. It's not enough. It's not enough. I could right all wrongs or ravage everything beneath the sun, it's not enough. It's not enough to make me whole. It's not enough. It never was. Awake my soul. It's not enough. It never was. It's not enough. It's not enough. Though all would bow to me till I could drink my fill of fear and love, it's not enough. It's not enough. And uh, the way the chorus works in this song, um, it like the, there's a chorus one, a chorus two, and a chorus three. Uh, they sing the chorus one every time. So it'll sing chorus one, and then the next time it does chorus one, and then chorus two. The next time it does chorus one, chorus two, chorus three. So it, it builds and gets longer every time. <clears throat> um, this song does not pull from scripture nearly as much as the other songs. Uh, it's, it's mostly self-reflection. It's mostly this, just kind of the, these ideas um, about what's going on in the world, about um, you know these possibilities. If I wasn't following Jesus, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that 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 introspection of of you know this is an option, but I know it's not enough. This is an option, but I know it's not enough. Um. You know, if you if you remember the song The Gray, he's talking about like trying to hold and bottle up the ocean and mm-hmm. and it's uh 
it's like these, you know, trying to like hold on to these cords, but it's like cutting into my wrists and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like this, this imagery of, of the work of keeping up with the religion is it, it reminds me so much of that. I could walk the world forever till my shoes were filled with blood. Mm-hmm. Um, the last line of uh, the gray is I pulled against them till my body bled. Um, yeah. So lots of blood imagery. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, it's thinking about it now. It's, it's like, he's trying to convince himself. He's trying to mm-hmm. almost, he's, he's having an argument with himself. Hmm. And in the song, he's coming out on the right side, but we know eventually that he continues the argument and he doesn't land there and he's not there now. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's, he was tired of walking the world forever and now he's letting go and he can finally breathe, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, verse two is very telling, isn't it? Though I could live for all to lift them higher or spend the centuries seeking light within, though I indulged my every dark desire, exhausting every avenue of sin. Um, And then we look at the gray and the lyrics to that is like, I, but now I'm letting go and I can finally breathe. I can finally breathe. My hands are now open, uh, reaching out, um, learning how to live live without doubt. He's just kind of pushing it down. Live with um, doubt. I'm learning how to live with doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How to live with doubt. Live with doubt. Uh, I'm learning how to lean into the gray because I've had enough of black and white. I'll find another way and I'll lean into the gray. I'll lean into the gray. There's a certain sound to his poetry mm-hmm. that you can kind of like just tell it's him. Yeah, it's, um, it's a little bit like, dark around uh, the yeah, edges. I see what you mean by the gray being kind of like a foil almost for it's not enough. Um, because at some point for him, it became enough. And um, yeah, it was actually even uh, more desirable to um, what he said. He said that there was a tightness that gripped my soul and bubbled up my wrists um, where before what was... Uh, what that was, was, um, you know, uh, this live, uh, live for all to lift them higher or spend a century seeking light within the, or indulging every d- dark desire or exhausting every avenue of sin. Now, yeah, it's completely the opposite um, of that. That's uh, too bad. You know, just, a reminder again to to pray for for Dustin Kendrew, yes, because he knows the truth. I mean, he he clearly knows the truth. Um, he just doesn't believe the truth, and so just pray that his worldview that he currently holds um, falls apart because it clearly can't last. Uh, his his worldview literally is that the only thing that's consistent in life is inconsistency, and so. That can't leave him fulfilled. Yeah, um, he will never be able to connect the dots enough to to uh, to get there because that would be him working his fingers down to the bone. But um, just pray that he is he becomes once again a child of God by grace and grace alone. <clears throat> we do have one 
final song for the evening. Um, I feel like I've been talking for like five straight hours. Um, <laughs> we'll I know, I, know I haven't. I know I haven't. So, uh, so I'll let you. I'll let you read this one. Sure thing. Uh, come, Lord Jesus. Uh, Dustin Kenzer wrote this one as well. Um, come, Lord Jesus. Come, come, Lord Jesus. Come, come again to claim your own. Come to reap what you have sown. All creation weeps and groans for you. It's to you that we belong. It's to you we lift our song. How our spirits look and long for you. Like a thief in dead of night, come our everlasting light. Let your brilliance shame the brightest day. With your voice like endless seas, wielding swords and stars and keys, bring the nations to their knees, we pray. For though fitful is our flame, you're from age to age the same. Jesus, faithful is your name and true. So until the sun does rise, till your trumpets rend the skies, help us keep our restless eyes on you. Um, our young, first of all, restless, reformed eyes on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to add yes. that in there. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to point out that I love this rhyme scheme. It's, it's an A-A-A-B. C C C B is is the rhyme scheme. I, I, you don't see that one very often. Um, yeah, not very common. I think we do we t- discuss that particular scheme like uh, episode or two ago. It seems like we might have similar one, very similar one. Um, it was it was the last episode. I remember it was uh, might have been the song Orion. I don't remember, but one of the songs had a very similar one. Yeah, I think they had a. I think they had a a b c c b. Yeah, or this one is a. Or this one is a a a b c c c b. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a it's a nice one. It's it's uncommon, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really good. So this song, the verses are more like feel more um, quick. Like there's a lot of words in the voices. Come again to claim your own. Come to reap what you have sown. All creation waits and groans for you. It's to you that we belong. It's to you we lift our song. How our spirits look and long for you. And then that chorus is come, Lord Jesus, come. But it's more drawn out. So it's these quick verses and this kind of drawn out chorus. Um, it's very pleady. Like it's it's just this, it's a see an earnest prayer for, for mm-hmm. Christ to return. Um, I was going to say just, and maybe this is what you were going to say. Like a lot of what he's pulling from is revelation. Mm-hmm. So come Lord Jesus come is straight out of revelation 22, 20, uh, yeah. which is the last, the last or almost last, the penultimate. Yeah. yeah. The penultimate verse of the Bible uh, reads, um, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. And I remember at least in, uh, the reformed church, um, in America that I grew up in right before Lord's supper, um, the pastor would say, uh, um, come Lord Jesus. And, uh, you know, uh, baked into a lot of liturgy in a lot of churches is that phrase, come Lord Jesus. It's, um, everything looking forward to his return. 
and um, you know, Lord hasten that day uh, is kind of the idea. And I believe he like wielding swords and stars and keys uh, with your voice, like endless seas. uh, uh, Let your brilliance shame the brightest day. All of that's right out of the descriptions that John gives in, in the book of revelation. Yeah. We have some other um, eschatological lines from various um, epistles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thief in the Night uh, is one. I think that yep. was something that Jesus spoke in one of the Gospels. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just different. It, it's it's very. Uh, it, it's it's a. It's, it's a conglomeration of eschatological vocabulary, uh, just to sound hoity-toity for you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a really it's really good. It's very pleading. Um, it's not necessarily like like the spirit of Advent, but it kind of is. Uh, it doesn't feel like a Christmas song at all, mm-hmm. but it it kind of is uh, an ultimate Advent song. So you could do this now. You could do it now. Yeah. Play some jingle bells and like, like not like the song jingle bells, but actually like <laughs> the instrument jingle bells while you sing it and everyone would be confused. Yeah. Uh, so the thief in the night reference is uh, first Thessalonians five okay. verse two. But I feel like Jesus also did talk about, uh, you know, like binding up the strong man in one of his yeah. um, parables. Uh, yeah. Which I will find. And there, is that similar? Let's see. I think I was thinking about the, the parable where the guy has the, the bumper crop and so he builds the silos and then dies. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. You never know. Never know when he's when the time will come. You know, Jesus spoke about hell more than he spoke about heaven. Yes, uh, that is true. I have heard that before. That was, that was free. <laughs> well, here we have a lot about heaven and a lot about um, uh, a lot about God um, and a lot about his. Uh, second coming and, and kind of what that time will be like uh, till the, your trumpets rend the skies, you know, um, the, at the last day. Um, uh, let's see from age to age, you're the, still the same. We, we, we have a free Amy Grant reference in there. <laughs> I'm her just her last name is kind of like your first name. <laughs> kind of. It sounds similar. Um, Speaking of, was there any Amy Grant on your on your 2021 list? Um, this <clears throat> is a great call out, and actually there was, but not nearly as much. I've kind of tried to shuffle that off to the side. Um, but I do not know how this song keeps popping up. Like every time it comes up, I skip it. So I don't know what it is with their algorithm, but um, number 40 on my list was a woman by on that faithful album by Amy Grant and Ellie Holcomb, which I think because of Ellie Holcomb, it got on there. 
but I can't explain it. Like every, but for whatever reason, it's on there. I have managed to not listen to any of those songs. That's great. Cause I I was like, cause I was looking at them and I'm like, like, I like some of these names, Mm -hmm, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure what I think about this whole project. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) curious. A couple names. There's a couple names that make me pause. Yeah. You, you know, one thing that I did listen to a lot of was uh, Dwell. They have a Bible app, which is mm-hmm. the scripture, but they also have this, the music to that was composed for them by um, uh, um, Chad Lawson. And he... They, they've released that music on Spotify. And so I do listen to that a lot while I'm reading or uh, doing something else where I need to concentrate um, because it's really good at that. And so um, that also did make the top five or, or not top five, but like one of the top people I listened to uh, this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder like what what does Spotify have what why does it keep assigning this it's not in my two, top 200 songs according to last.fm so <laughs> I don't know yeah maybe your anyway. maybe your wife listens to it when you're not paying attention I don't think so probably not <laughs> yeah probably not I just guess it's a good guess. Maybe, maybe Ash is listening to it when you're not paying attention. My dog? Yes. <laughs> you never oh, know. Here it is. A woman. Faithful. Five Scrabbles, apparently. Number 153, according to Last.fm. I am surprised that it was even five. All right. Well, uh, back to Dustin Kensaru. Um, let me figure out what I did with our show doc. Yeah, uh, come Lord Jesus, uh, another uh, another great song. It keeps our eyes focused on that second coming of Christ. It keeps our eyes pointed towards towards Him. And honestly, that's a really great place to leave this episode. Is come Lord Jesus, come. There is a long. Yet to make the wounded whole There is long in Yet to heal the sin-sick soul To never feel discouraged For Jesus is your friend And if you 
Thank you for listening to the Balming Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balming Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback, so rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast.